This is the Ordained Educator Podcast, and I'm your host, Bridget Jackson. For almost three decades, I have lived and loved doing one of the greatest passions on earth, educating. I'm an ordained educator. If you're listening to this podcast, you were destined to do what you're doing too. You were ordained to impact others. Thank you for joining us today. Today, we have a podcast that is not only for educators, but it's for parents, child care providers, and anyone that serves our young people. Our topic is about trauma-informed decisions, and we're going to be talking to licensed professional counselor, Ayana Hall. She is from Ohio, and she is going to talk to us about some things that we can do to help better serve our young people during this pandemic crisis. And she has background with mental health counseling. And so we want you to listen very carefully as she gives us some tips, some pointers, and again, some directions on what we can do to be proactive and jump in front of this with our young people so that they don't experience the stress and anxiety at a high level. Let's get into our interview. All right, all right, listeners, we have on the line with us Ayana Hall. And so we're gonna have her give a little bit of her background and then she's going to share some information with you about how we can deal with this crisis as it relates to our young people. Ayana, tell our listeners a little bit about you and your background. Hello everybody, my name is Ayana Hall. Um, I'm a master level clinician. So I completed my master's in clinical mental health counseling last year, or actually two years ago. In 2018, I have my graduate level license. I'm a licensed professional counselor. I currently work for the Village Network as a clinical therapist in a school environment and working, you know, just working directly with students at a behavioral school. So students with severe developmental and behavioral issues. All right, so you kind of see, you know, some issues firsthand, and especially as it relates to trauma and how trauma can impact families. Would you um, speak on that? Tell us a little bit about how stress and anxiety affects us as human beings. I think what's unique about stress and anxiety, I think that people don't understand, is that its effect on you, it's more so that how it affects your brain. So it affects you, but the lasting impacts on your brain really shift a lot in a person. That's something that I've learned a lot within the job that I do now. We work out of a neurosequential model of therapeutics, which in short term is is very trauma-informed. It's incorporating the neurosciences into psychology. So to understand how trauma and stress impact your brain and how that affects kids growing up. So in tune, it also affects adults because if we're working with kids, then adults are just older kids in a way, or how I explain it a lot of times to the parents that we work with. So depending on when you are impacted by a traumatic situation, it can have a lasting impact on your brain and the skills that you develop, with it, which then in tune can skew your development. So like kids who grow up in family households where their parents like emotional neglect, if you will, because that is a form of trauma. When we're asking children or even adults about traumatic experiences, emotional neglect is one of them. And that in turn, when you see people that are very 
apathetic. They don't really have interest in things. They're very disengaged. They don't do a lot of socializing with others. They don't have a lot of genuine friendships or just even genuine connections with other people. It, if you dig deeper and have them do the work also with you to dig deeper, it'll come from that traumatic experience of being neglected emotionally by your caregivers. Because it's not always your parents. It could be whatever caregiver you had growing up. Exactly. And that, that's one of the reasons why, again, I wanted to invite you on and kind of have this conversation is because it's not just about the parents. Our caregivers need to be informed. Our educators need to be mm -hmm. informed. If you're a mentor to someone, again, being informed. And, you know, we're talking about this as it relates to young people, but it applies to us as adults, too. But especially mm -hmm. you just said, some, said something a moment ago about how vital it is for our children because their developmental stages are very, very mm -hmm. sensitive to the traumas that they experience. Thank you for giving yes. us, you know, that background. We want to be very, very cognizant. You know, what, what's your mm -hmm. take on what's going on? We'll, we'll get into the advice in just a moment, but what's your take on where, where first of all, can you tell our listeners mm -hmm. where you're at? Um, I've shared with them that, you know, I'm podcasting from Michigan and I'm actually in Flint, Michigan. And we know that Flint has experienced the water crisis, still going through mm -hmm. a lot of those uh, traumatic uh, moments from all of that. And so we're still trying to, to continue to be better, you know, from the situation that has happened to so, all these thousands of thousands of people here in our city, adults and children, but especially how important yeah. the children have been impacted. And as you said, those mile markers of where they're at developmentally, you know, and where some of our children have fallen, but kind of talk about where you're at geographically and what's mm -hmm. going on and what's, what's the pulse of where you're at? Uh, I'm located right now in Dayton, Ohio. Right now, the school that I currently work at, we were going on spring break, but then we received notice that we're going to be out of school until April 3rd, and there's no guarantee that school is going to start. Of course, again, on April 3rd, they're going to reinvestigate to see if we're going to push back that break even further, which is then, of course, send us all into an alert mode because we have a lot of students who their families rely on them to eat at school. Yes them not having breakfast and lunch at the school or then some of our students because I work with kids who are in trying to think of the, the best way to put this is they're just a lot of them their backgrounds in their home life outside of school just they're not safe and we of course as educators or as therapists or people that work with these kids our job of being caregivers for them in those hours are so important because we have no control of what happens for them outside of school a lot of things to try to keep them receiving their education while this break is happening and also allowing them to continue to receive therapeutic treatment. So I know in Ohio, they made a notice where they want people to not gather in groups of more than a hundred people. Okay. So similar here in Michigan, um, mm -hmm. they've limited it to 250. Um, and again, a hundred, you know, in, in certain situations. And so they're asking for, you know, again, um, events and everything like that to consider, you know, canceling and, you know, yep. um, the cities, not just down to our state, but our counties are being very mm -hmm. vigilant. And it's great that we have all of this. And one of the things that I put on a former podcast was the fact that we, it, information is really good, 
but we need to limit the amount of information that our young people are receiving. And I kind of went back to it and I took it to what happened with us at 9-11 or even just a a, a day event, well, a couple day event. I want to say, I think the year was 2003 when the, the electric grid went out on the East Coast and it sent up waves and we didn't have we didn't have power. Uh, I was living at the time in Ypsilanti, Michigan, outside of Ann Arbor, Detroit area, for those people that are not here in Michigan. And it was very traumatic for my children. I was mm-hmm. actually away on a, a work event and my dad had my children and we couldn't call each other. The calls were dropping because the cell phone towers and, and I mean, it was just really something else. It looked like something out of a movie. I was in our state capital uh, again for a work event and it was a big event that we were having we actually had it they didn't cancel it they didn't send us home we sat in the dark they got some generators and we had this mask because we had thousands of people that were there for this event and so we end up having it but when we got done and we went outside they had charter buses that they chartered us all in on and so we were leaving it was pitch black and i mean it was something that you would see in a movie and i was Mm -hmm. having a lot of trauma with it i was having stress with it I brought it up because the other day, my daughter, she's now grown now. She was in uh, middle school when this happened and she brought it up and she said, actually she was in late elementary and she brought it up. She said, mom, do you remember when we had the blackout and and gas prices went up and this right now kind of took her back to that. And so for those of us that are old enough to kind of, you know, go back and remember things, you know, we can go back and say, okay, we survived that. We went through that. But for our younger children that have not had to have any type of experiences like this, this has to be, you know, again, overwhelming. And so one of my suggestions that I said to parents, educators, um, again, child care providers, whoever, limit the information. And so how are you feeling about that? All the information that's out there. Some of it is good and we need it, but mm-hmm. it's almost at times hysteria. Oh, I definitely think we're in a state of hysteria right now, especially with adults. And it's trickled down to our kids. I had a lot of students come to school and they were wearing masks and just yelling about the coronas everywhere. And I don't think they understand the severity, a lot of them, because they just, they're getting more so the information passed to them or they're seeing stuff on social media. I work at a middle school and a high school. So they're not, of course, reading the articles to really get a deeper knowledge on what's actually happening. They're just word of mouth hearing it and then just kind of going with the flow of the memes that they probably see because they talk a lot about that but i do think that i think that education or not education i think that the information that's provided to them should be decreased and just given to them in like small increments that it's easier for them to understand and easier for them to process so that there it lessens the fear that they have because right now even i mean if you go to the stores you have everyone buying literally everything they can in their house because they're afraid that if they just step outside something immediately is just going to like attack them yes yes. as an adult if we're having that fear just imagine what your kids are seeing yes it's so very important so going back to what you were talking about our brains you know Mm -hmm. and the problems that we can encounter when we're not again digesting or taking in that information in a more healthy way Yes. Yeah. So, okay. So let's talk about some tips and advice that we can um, help, again, adults, no matter what their uh, place in in young people's lives are, what can they do to help with stress and anxiety? 
I think one of the most important things is just being able to have a genuine relationship with children. For them to actually view you as someone that is safe and as someone they can actually come to and talk to. Because I think oftentimes adults in children's lives, kids know that we're there to do our job, but very few of them actually believe that we care. Like they might know we care and we say we care and we, they know we're there, but to be able to know that they can lean on us and come to us when they are stressed out or experience something they may be embarrassed about, but just knowing that they have us to talk to, whether they choose to talk to us or not, but them just knowing that they have an option is something that I think is very crucial. I think we try to push that a lot with the kids that I'm working with, just allowing them to know that, yeah, I'm your therapist. Most of them have had therapists all their life. So they're, they're used to it. A lot of them choose whether they want to talk or not. I like having a very unconventional approach where if you want to sit with me and we don't talk for an hour, we can do that. Just because I want to increase your ability to feel safe yes. and, and just know that even if you're having a hard time, I'm here. I'm not going to make you talk. You don't have, like, I'm not going to make you do anything. I'm just going to be here for you. I think that's very important for kids to know. Like, that's one of the most crucial things to me. Like, that's like number one, just letting kids know that you're actually there for them regardless. And not on your terms, on their terms. On their terms. That's that's the great part about it. Thank you. That's that's a great tip. The more we make children um, feel safe, and and when I refer to children too, I want to you know go back and and state this again too. Like talk about children or young people. I'm talking about college students as well too, because mm -hmm. they're going through a lot of trauma. You know, I don't know about you know again down there in Ohio and across the country, but here our major university, it's in the Big Ten, actually just canceled the uh, graduation, and it's not until May. You know, and so they've canceled the graduation. So we have, again, college students that they're stressed and, and I mean, they're feeling all kind of uh, emotions. They're ambivalent, you know, again, they want to be safe, but now the thing that they worked the hardest for over the past couple of years is, is taken away from them to be able to walk across that stage. You know, there's nothing like that. And so it is creating a lot of anxiety a lot of stress and again yep. we want everyone to be emotionally and mentally you know healthy as well as you know we're getting all the food off the shelves but we need to make sure we're taking care of our psyche as well yes yeah so thank you for that now what about a tip on um signs to look for you know one of the things that i've been doing in my podcasting is i've been talking about uh trauma i i've, I've given this particular month to just talking about trauma-informed decisions. And one of my things that, you know, I've stressed in a, a podcast mm -hmm. was the fact that um, suicide in young people is high and, and people yes. don't know that. You know, they look at, okay, cancer and they look at, again, even car seat accidents and, and some mm -hmm. of those who don't understand that suicide is in the top as well. And so can you address signs that we need to look for when we need to get our young people some help? Ooh, so I, I, what, I think I would almost relate that back to what I just said, having a connection with them. It, truly being able to just pay attention to even the minor differences and doing check-ins with them on a routine basis because what you also don't want is for something to be happening and that be where you try to assert yourself and try to be there for them because then they're not going to feel like it's genuine. 
Yes. But just, I think paying attention, like, I feel like with kids, like, you can always tell when something's off. Like, if they don't want to play their favorite game or maybe their appetite is different, mm-hmm. the behaving towards you might be different, whether they shy away from you or maybe they want to be up under you a lot more. To me, like, those are all, like, signs that your kid is, and it's hard for kids, even adults, for us to be able to put our feelings into words and express our concerns. So for a kid, it has to be so much harder for them to uh, sometimes even acknowledge that they're feeling something. Like I have students who'll tell you they're teenagers and they be like, I'm irritated. And then when you try to help them figure out what's irritating them, they don't know. They just know they're irritated. They don't know what caused that irritation. So for, but a lot of people can overlook that because you could just take my kids just having a bad day or they're just in a bad mood or I'm just going to give them space. And sometimes that's exactly the opposite of what they need. Yes. But just paying attention to like little things, like a change in their mood, a change in their affect, a change in how they're engaging, a change in their activities, uh, maybe even a change in how they're talking to you, uh, what they need from you. Like, I think just paying attention to everything across the board. Because of course you can look up different signs of, and Google can provide you answers, I or someone else can provide you some answers, but there are still going to be certain things that we're not going to touch base on. So just being able to pay attention to the whole person. Most definitely some very good information and advice, but it goes back to what you just said, having those relationships. Um, One of my new words for 2020 is visceral. And so making sure that we are visceral um, because people don't care about how much, you know, they want to know how much you care. So that relational capacity is, as you said, one of the most um, valuable tools that anybody, no matter what your occupation is, can have in your toolbox that we can, again, help young people as well as relate to just adults as well. So let's let's turn it on the flip side and let's talk about some positive outcomes. What do you think positive from a, a psychological standpoint can come out of this pandemic? You know, what, what do you see as some good things, mm-hmm. something that we can hook our hat on because it yeah. is something that's great that could come out of it. I think from a positive aspect, I think as unfortunate as this is, it it's kind of gives us all like a break. I mean, for those of us that are still, of course, working, it's not, I know I'm still working, so it's not a complete break for me, but some people who aren't able to go to work or be able to remer- work remotely, excuse me, it's a break. It's a break from having to get up and like rushing to work and having to be, a, sometimes just going to work is a lot of stress or for some students going to school. I know I talked about the flip side about some kids been out of school. That's a lot, but some kids just come into school and the standards and expectations you have to keep in school, the work you have to do, being able to get a break from that. It's not a good timing. It's not in the best circumstances, but just having to be able to give yourself a break, maybe even have some more time with their families or their siblings. Cause who knows if they're getting that on a regular basis or what their weekends look like, but just being able to take a break from particularly life's like life's rules for you or just your role in life right now. You're getting a break from it. I would say that's probably one of the biggest outcomes I can think of right now, just getting a break from everything you usually have to do. Thank you for that. And then the last question I want us to delve into is about adults. So we've been talking about what the adults can do for the young people. What can mm-hmm. adults do for themselves? Actually, I would probably say the same thing that I would tell them to do for a young person. I would tell them to do for themselves. Pay attention to you and what do you need? Do you need to take a do you need somebody to talk to? Maybe you need to find time 
throughout all of this that's going on when you're not focusing on your children to just focus on yourself and do something that you enjoy. Even if it's just like a 10, 20 minutes in your room by yourself, just laying down and thinking or writing or listening to music, having a little dance break, taking a bath, like do something for you. This is a lot of stress. I know for adults or caregivers of any nature, like this is a lot for you because you, your number one focus is of course the children that you have to care for. But also make sure that you're caring for yourself because I mean, there's that cliche line, you can't pour from an empty glass. So if you're constantly trying to focus on the kids and give them what they need, you're gonna run yourself down. Especially right now, we do not have time to run ourselves down with this virus that is going everywhere. Exactly, our health is very, very important. So we have mm -hmm. to uh, put into ourselves. I know my family, we've been uh, kind of making jokes um, not that this situation is a joking matter, but yeah. you know, we um, several of my family members weren't able to get to the stores before um, everybody did the ma'am because they didn't think that people were going to do that. And so I, I was talking to a family member today and saying, it's funny, everybody's taking tissue, but the vitamin section is full. Those, they mm -hmm. weren't gone. Now they might be gone now, but they weren't gone a couple of days ago, but people were hitting the tissue up and it was just crazy. It's like, okay, you need to make sure your body is intact. And so that's one of the things that I, you know, have been stressing um, to, to my listeners and to other people is that we have to make sure we take care of this temple too as well. And so doing those things. And so again, you know, the more we can get to, um, the health food store and make sure we're taking the, the proper, getting the proper intake, eating the, the proper things to again, keep our immune system up. That's gonna be yeah. one of our best things that we can do. All right, well, do you have anything else that you wanna add? Any um, other nuggets? Those were some really golden nuggets. <laughs> I, don't, I think we, I feel like we pretty much covered a lot of things. I just would say in this time, this is a, a great opportunity to kind of just check in with yourself, check in with your families. And I think that this has raised, because of the whole hysteria, has put a lot of people on alert. But maybe this was like a sign for us all to kind of make sure we're practicing best practices, like making sure we are taking care of ourselves health-wise. Because now a lot of people, like you said, are going out and trying to buy up all these cleaning products and vitamins. And so we should be, hopefully that this kind of makes that like president for us to do that on a more routine basis for ourselves. Oh, that's the last thing. Do you have any resources that um, that you know, you know, offhand that again, if they're parents or child caregivers and they're struggling, um, mm -hmm. with, you know, again, dealing with with uh, the stress or anxiety, are there any resources that they can um, seek out? Uh, there are various, I would say, websites that you can go to that can help you find mental health. I know that's something that people don't look into too much or because of the cost, but your insurance will pay for you to see a therapist. And it's not, I would say just give it a chance. I know we don't have too much time to dive into like seeing a therapist, but I know there's a lot of stigma on talking to someone about your issues, but there are different websites that can point you in the right direction just to call someone. We have, there are tons of different crisis hotlines or just resources that aren't necessarily for crisis, but that just allow you to be able to text someone. Yes. A mental health professional just to get whatever you need off your chest, if it's advice or if it's just like a listening ear. 
Well, thank you so much for again, giving us time today. We appreciate your advice and everything. Thank you. Thank you for calling and inviting me on to talk. Thank you for listening today. Please subscribe to our podcast and we'd love your comments and feedback. Our information is listed in our show notes. This podcast episode was brought to you by Ubuntu Press. You can find out more at www.ubuntupress.org. Ubuntu means I am because we are.